0: Come. Nick, the Nick. Big Orange couches in place. Nick. So hop on and... Nick,
1: Nick, 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 Nickelodeon, Nick, hello everybody <laughs> and welcome... This is another awesome episode of podcast, and tonight we're going to be talking about SNICK, everything SNICK. And if you don't know what SNICK is, it stands for Saturday Night Nickelodeon. The greatest. If you don't know what if you don't know what SNICK
0: is, then get the fuck out.
1: Exactly. Oh my God! SNCC. Like we'll talk they, about it here if in they a don't know. We
2: can always present them with an opportunity to learn.
0: No, yes. no, no. This is this is a one. I'm sorry. This is an elitist group. This is an elitist podcast. If you don't know, yes. move along.
1: absolutely but we'll talk about snick here in a second like we do at the beginning of every show i am jordan along here with brother brandon
0: brother brandon
2: here
1: and best friend ryan hello everybody and of course just like i was excited about we're talking about snick uh the greatest thing ever maybe right i mean Uh, mean snick was badass
0: it definitely was something that uh, that really helped, uh, you know, nurture the growing kid in the 90s.
1: Oh, my God, right? I mean, like, SNCC had everything that a 90s kid wanted. Um, I, there are so many things I want to talk about before we actually get into the show of Snick. But if you're listening to this show and you have no idea what the hell Snick is, so you have Nickelodeon, the channel that everybody knows, And from 92 till about the early 2000s, mid-2000s, they had something called SNCC, which was Saturday Night Nickelodeon. And it was a two, two and a half block, uh, hour block of primetime shows, their primetime shows. It could be cartoons. It could be live action. And it was the greatest two, two and a half hours that... I think it was
0: actually an hour and a half.
1: Was it only an hour I thought it, was a, I thought it was a two-hour
0: block. Was it two? Is it like from 8 to 10? Yeah. Or 8 to 9.30? Um, I thought it was 8 to
1: 10. 8 to 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah 8 okay. to 10 because, because the last show was at 9.30, so it ended at 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, SNCC was just something where they played the primetime stuff. Stuff that was not on Nickelodeon on a daily basis, just only on Saturday night. That was, that was our TGIF, right? Because remember when we were growing up on ABC, they always said TGIF, thank God it's Friday?
0: TGIF! Oh, yeah, I still and, watch and,
1: the I still watch the shit out of TGIF. Well, <laughs> because we're almost, well, I'm 30, you guys are almost 30. That's why. They My used wife and hired...
2: uh, uh, back when I was a teenager, uh, during the summers, because I didn't really do a whole lot, I was a, a homebody. I still am a homebody. Um, TBS Superstation would run four-hour blocks. You'd have a two-hour block of Step-by-Step step and a two-hour nice. block of Family Matters, oh. and I watched those a lot. Family Matters oh, yeah. was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. I was probably the only kid, I was probably the only person under the age of 45 at one point that had a crush on Suzanne Somers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> God bless it. So, before we get into the actual SNCC, I was bringing this up to Brother Brandon tonight. So I was on YouTube, and I was scouring YouTube today about all things SNCC. And there was something that I discovered. And because it's, you know, October, we might as well talk about it. But in the 90s, during SNCC, they had something called Nick or Treat. Do you guys remember this at all? No. Uh, no. So I remember this one. So what Nick or or Treat was was there was it was it was a telephone contest, really. And what happened was they promoted that the day before Halloween and the day of Halloween, the people of Nickelodeon will be calling random kids throughout the country, and you have to answer the phone, Nick or Treat. And if you say "nick or treat" and it's Nickelodeon on on the other line, then you get a year free subscription to Nickelodeon Magazine, t-shirts, so on, so. Could forth.
2: you go to the Nickelodeon Studios, the Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida?
1: No, but I've been there twice, and it was been, the
2: that would have been badass to watch
1: a live episode oh, yeah.
2: there as they recorded it.
1: I never saw – so uh, in 1995, 94, 95, I went down to Universal Studios with my family for, uh, for uh, Easter vacation. And uh, we went to the Nickelodeon Studios down there. And the coolest thing for me, because I didn't see much stuff, but I saw uh, a live cut out of Stick Stickley. Oh, nice. And, which, by the way, I'm sorry – Fuck you, Stick Stigley. I'm 30 years old. I wrote you that letter 25 years ago. What the <laughs> shit? You haven't responded. you well, probably threw but, away because uh, it was all
2: chicken scratch and just like <laughs>
1: spelled,
2: yeah. every word was spelled incorrectly.
1: Well, I will tell you my Universal thing. and I'll go back to Stick Stigley for a second, and then we'll go into Snick. Uh, the Universal thing was cool because they took us on a on a on like on kind of like a train ride, kind of like a trolley. And we got a tour of the set of Carissa Explains It All. And it was, you know, um, the scene in the show in every episode where her next door uh, neighbor, who was a boy, would always climb up to her room in a ladder. So Ferguson. Got, we got this, yeah, we got was her brother. to see that. Ferguson was her brother. Oh, Ferguson was, the brother. was the, the brother. The boy next door was. I remember the
2: boy next door. next door. I don't remember his name. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's and, I, couldn't
0: even tell you. I can't tell you the last time I even watched anything like that. Only the cartoons are the only things I've been keeping up with.
1: Right. And going off of Nickelodeon, but again, this is all about Snick. is Stick Stiggly was like the kid version of TRL. Uh, between so many hours after school, Stick Stiggly was your host. It literally was a popsicle stick with googly eyes. And it... <laughs> I can't say the with a straight face. And um, he was the host of the show. And every segment of the show is he would read letters of kids that wrote into Stick Stickly. And he would read the letter, and the letter would be, please play my favorite episode of such ever show. My favorite episode of the Rugrats was when they all played chocolate milk football during the Super Bowl. Mm. And uh, I'm been it's been 25 years, and I'm still waiting, so... Not cool, uh, with Stick Stigley. Is that why you no, turned
2: into a life of uh, alcohol and tobacco use?
1: <laughs> you may have to.
0: Uh, you may have to find him somewhere in a dusty drawer.
1: My personal life choices does not reflect. Are you telling anyway.
2: me you did You weren't so disappointed with Stick Stigley, Sir Stigley, <laughs> that
1: you were <laughs> driven? <laughs> That's funny. So <laughs> anyway. So, tonight we're going to talk about Snick. Everything Snick. We have lineups here. So, I'm going to go with a question first. And I, and it may, this may be a hard question, but, uh, best friend Ryan, was... Did you have a favorite show for Snick that you watched religiously when it came on?
2: Um, not really. I think, uh, I mean, I've... I think the closest it ever came was Keenan and Kel. Um, maybe all that, but... I didn't. I'm not. I can remember not being a fan of. Uh, might have been in 2002 or 2003 when they started. Uh, like they got a whole new cast. There's no holdovers, and uh, I remember the episode. Uh, Frankie Munez, Frankie Munez from Malcolm in the Middle, which was a good show. Uh, oh he hell was, yeah! He went. It was his job to find all of the new. Um, all the new cast members and i thought it was just really stupid and I, was, I might have been i don't know 2002 2003 but yeah i never had like a show because i know there's a lot of people that hold uh like are you afraid of the dark and the adventures of pete Pete" in high esteem and i've seen those i like i i don't really remember a whole lot of them uh but i think keenan kel might be that might be the one i watched the most hmm.
1: brother brandon what about yourself buddy
0: um, well, the time that I started watching Snick, uh, the actual, I think just reruns were still going. But I mean, I, Ren and Stimpy, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kablam was a big one for me. I loved Kablam. Uh, and then probably about the late 90s is when they started doing more cartoons. Like, that's when I really uh, got into the Angry Beavers. Uh, Cat Dog, I was so so with. Um, but like Ryan, too, like, All that Keenan and Kell, like I pretty much the entire lineup. But if I had to choose one, physically choose one, that was just impressive to me. It was kablam, just because it almost feel, it almost felt like, even though I didn't know the term back then, like imagining it now, it felt very student, you know, like uh, some kid. I almost imagine like some kid did it in his backyard and submitted it to Nickelodeon, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, I could do that too. Especially when you like you get to segments like Prometheus and Bob, it just looks like someone just did it with a fucking colored pencil.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I could do that. Speaking of which, if you anybody wants to watch Prometheus Bob episodes, just go to just go to YouTube. All the episodes are on YouTube. <laughs> Check them out. Uh, for me, it was the whole damn thing. Uh, I don't know why it was a big from. Uh, guys, uh, you know it's 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 kind of cloudy here because I am thirty, but I, I'm going to say from ninety four to ninety seven, uh, I would bleed orange like Nickelodeon was the only thing that mattered. Um, I had a subscription to Nickelodeon magazine. Uh, I was all about Smell-O-Vision when it was pronounced with <laughs> with with Snick. Uh, I was a boss. Every time the phone would ring during Halloween, I would say Nick or Treat and it would be my dad or grandparents. I, you wouldn't, know, I, was say that. I wouldn't
2: say that phrase so quickly. You might want to enunciate.
1: I was going to bring that up in the show. That's actually a controversy. That's why they stopped saying it, because when you say it fast, it sounds like something really terrible. So they stopped doing the Nick or Treat segments. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was just, it was this. Nickelodeon was just a, such a big deal for me. But then when they came out with SNCC, it was, it was, it was my, why I think Nickelodeon and Snick did such a good job, uh, for my age group is just because it was, every show was aimed towards my age at that time. And it was my Saturday night of anything Snick. Uh, I'm going to the first lineup here, and the first lineup was in 1992 uh, all the way to 1993, and the order was uh, Clarissa Explains It All, Roundhouse, Ren and Stimpy, and Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: Yeah, what's uh, – the thing I – okay, the The one show – what do you think – what one show do you think sticks out like a sore thumb in this? Roundhouse.
2: This roundhouse, yeah.
0: Really, I was gonna say Rin and Stimpy because even even outside of the adult hour, Rin and Stimpy was always. Even though I loved it, I always, as I got older, I was like, "Man, tonally, this cartoon almost does not fit with the rest of Snick. <laughs> it's so gross." And even when it's not in the adult hour, it's just there's something about it that's so off that I love it. It's not not as off as in like Beavis and Butthead was to MTV. But compared to everything else in this in the original stick lineup, it, it almost feels so out of place.
1: That's actually a good point, because you look at the lineup here. I would argue that Red and Stimpy is probably more hardcore than Are You Afraid of the Dark? And usually when they have this promotional block TV lineup, the hardcore show is always the last. But Are You Afraid of the Dark is always the show that ends it. Do you guys notice that? It's like... Because Ren and Stippy was third out of the four. You would think that they would do Are You Afraid of the Dark and then Ren and Stippy. But no. Screw you, kids. We're going to get you scared <laughs> and go to bed. And you're going to have nightmares to wake up your parents all night. Go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: and, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, – um, I, I don't remember much of the lineup. Like I said, I, I didn't really – at the time that you mentioned, I'm only two or three years old. So, of course, I'm not watching it. I didn't come in until, like I said, late 97. And that's when the lineup was drastically different from what I remember other people telling me. Like, Are You Afraid of the Dark still ended it when I was watching it? But when I started it, that's when, you know, Kenan and Kel and all that uh, was really prevalent and started taking over too. Especially since, you know, I think that was, I want to say mid, mid to late 90s is also when SNL, the that whole cast with Will Ferrell and everybody, that was when it was huge again. Saturday Night Live was big, so I'm I'm thinking that was also Nickelodeon's answer. You know, hey, let's make a kids' version of SNL. Well, see, now this gets
1: crazy since you said that. So in 92 to 93, I, I would say the Big Four, you know, Clarissa, Roundhouse, for instance, and Being Heart for the Dark. But then in 94, we got, in this order, Clarissa, The Adventures of Pete and Pete... Ren and Stippy? Oh. Are you afraid of the dark? And then they ended at ten o'clock. So it's a two and a half hour block. They ended it with Roundhouse.
0: Interesting. <laughs> See,
1: I don't even remember what Roundhouse was about. Isn't it? Isn't it a western show?
2: Well, I thought I thought no. they had uh, like Hey Dude was their western show. But oh, that, hey was western, Dude was yeah. Did that air on Snick?
1: I thought. It hey did. Dude,
0: uh, maybe the later because there's like a later portion where like I think the end of Snick era actually goes to, like. Almost mid two thousands, like two thousand three or four, that's where like the SNICK era ends.
2: Okay, so, so maybe it appeared cause, there because uh, I remember, uh, hey dude, and salute your shorts. Were those was salute your shorts on SNICK?
1: Because I no, I,
2: I didn't look it up. I don't remember all the shows that were on. Brother there.
1: Brandon oh. told me that it, it was, salute your shorts is not a part of SNICK. It never was. Um, no, I don't
0: think so. I think it was just actually part of just the regular Nickelodeon lineup.
1: Hmm. Huh. Um Roundhouse, I'm gonna read this these these few it's very short, it's like two sentences, but each episode revolved around the Annie family and their problems with daily life. The half an hour show taped in front of a visible live audience was broken up into sketches, dance oh, so sequences, like and okay. musical performances by cast members and house bands.
0: Yeah, so it was like it was almost like a Nickelodeon version of *Hee Haw*. Then, pretty much.
1: Yep, I do not remember that at all. Um, when I got into this, and this is where I'm going to talk majority. Hopefully, we will too. '94 is when SNICK became SNICK. Essentially, this is when the orange couch was introduced. The Big Orange Couch. <laughs> yeah. This was all about... Every, I mean, okay, so this was the lineup. From 8 to 9.30. All that, Roundhouse, Ren and Stippy, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. All that was the greatest fucking show ever. You had <laughs> you had Pizza Face. That was amazing. <laughs> you guys remember there was Pizza lot of- Face?
0: Oh yeah, there was a lot of great segments to come out of uh, all that.
1: You had you had you had Kenan and Kel do the uh, do the chocolate cooking episodes on all that.
2: Oh yeah, uh, they had. Uh, I remember they had uh, Chris Farley come in for one of those. He was the special he guest did. chef. Yeah, like right Yeah, I and then
1: they, of course, of course, Keenan and Kel did Good Burger, which they made a yeah, yeah. movie of.
2: <laughs> I always liked uh, uh, vital information. The, oh the, yeah, the the vital
1: non- information.
2: Vital information for your everyday life. <laughs> I I just the, I've always been attracted to the uh, anti humor stuff that they that people seem
1: to do. Well, that's your personality.
0: I wasn't there. Uh, there was also uh, the Adventures of Super dude, I think I remember.
1: Is that was Super that another one? Yeah. Yep. The Adventures of Super Dude. There's P.R.S. And, Cargo. Uh, They also had, uh, the uh, theme song was written by TLC. That brings back the 90s.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Which is funny. Because the album that came out in 94 that year was Crazy Sexy Cool. (laughs) It was not a very good kids album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they had Julio
2: sing the theme song for Kenan and
1: Kel. They did, but Coolio. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Coolio did Gangsters Paradise, and then he became. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say this because I'm a music guy. Off subject for real quick, but 1994 was interesting because they, because they gave us Nick. Nick was becoming huge at this point. TLC does the theme song, and it's also the same year that their second album, Crazy, Sexy, Cool, comes out, and there is a skit on that Crazy, Sexy, Cool album. Uh, it's 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 literally amazing uh, where one of the girls in the group is talking sexy to a guy who calls her and she is having an orgasm she's masturbating and having an orgasm and then all of a sudden she says she's about to get ready to and he goes what are you about getting ready to do baby and she goes wipe my ass and she flushes the toilet so it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> She was well, uh, talking like she was like, oh yeah, this is so big. Like literally, that's what she. I mean, Google this; it's amazing. She was like, oh <laughs> my god, it's oh it's so big. Oh my lord! And she's talking about pooping.
2: <laughs>
0: well, going and, off that, going off the music, then another uh, another segment that uh, I I fucking loved. It was probably one of my favorites, and all that. And it was the Spice Boys. Do you remember those? You remember yeah. those guys?
1: Yeah. And I my the,
0: the one boys. that killed me absolutely one that killed me is Dead Spice and it's just played by a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it always killed me. Like I if I can always I can remember now like them trying to address Dead Spice and it would just cut to a skeleton in, in a chair.
1: <laughs> oh man. I, I, that was that was so great. And uh, I mean Snick was always good, but my show for me, because I asked that question earlier, but my show for me guys always was already of the dark. I mean like that just That show always at a young age scared living shit out of me. It was scary, you know, and it was just like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to sleep with my lights off tonight? You know, Uh, Brother Brandon is a very interesting guy. Uh, He decided about a year ago to give me the first two seasons of Already Fred the Dark on DVD. So all so all week in preparation for this show. I marathoned the fuck out of Are You Afraid of the Dark the first two seasons.
0: Well, I was comfortable with giving you giving you those because, uh, thankfully, I came across an awesome sale on Voodoo where they had all 10 volumes for, like, fucking 14 bucks. And I was like, uh, cha-ching.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, some of them hold up still to this day. Some of them do not hold up at all. But uh, what a great idea, right? I mean, just a bunch of kids sitting around a campfire. You know, yeah. talking about uh, scary ghost stories, right? I mean,
2: I, I think uh, I watched the the only episode I really remembered from "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" because I didn't watch it a whole lot because it was, again, it was scary, like you said. Um, and I've i being you know an adult now, I've I think that it's uh, at least for that episode where I saw it was a good. Uh, I thought it was a good a good kids version of the Twilight thing.
1: Oh, good, oh. good. Yeah, reference. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you
0: go. Because it did deal a lot with ghosts and uh, different dimensions, and, and uh, witchcraft was here and there. It, like the actual monster stuff was actually very very sparse.
2: See the the episode I remembered the most, and I couldn't remember the name, but I knew that I I did I had to do like a bunch of reverse searching because I knew the kid that was in it was also in Billy Madison, so then I had to go through Billy Madison's cast list to find that particular kid. I didn't know his name, so I had, <laughs> I had to click on a bunch of them before I got to him. And he doesn't have a picture in his profile on IMDb, so that made it extra difficult. But I found it. I found it, and I, I watched the episode on Daily Motion last night, and it's The, nice. the Ghastly Grinner. I don't know if you oh, that one.
0: that one is great.
2: That is See, a good one. I remember that's the
0: one that uh, comes out of the comic book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: And I remember it being terrifying as a kid, but watching it as an adult, it, <laughs> it's hokey. But like, it yeah. filled me, like it filled me with joy and happiness to watch it, because I, because like I, I, I'm, I'm remembering what it felt like to watch the first time as I'm watching it through my current lens, you know. And like right. I can I can see where I exaggerated things in my mind. Oh uh, yeah, but that that episode, just how it looks, is so fucking nineties. <sighs> it's it's wonderful. It is absolutely <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, it's
0: almost like a twenty minute block, like an almost a. Uh, th- remembering it now, all of the colors and how it's like. There's actually weird Dutch angles and stuff, and it's like it reminds me of just a twenty minute long. Uh, juicer like a juice commercial. Like the juice crushers, where you put the straw into the juice. <laughs> That's always what it reminds me of. Most of those episodes is what it reminds me of.
1: You see, the funny thing is about, because especially since you're talking about are afraid of the dark, and, and of course with me, Marathon in it, every show had a lot of uh, definitely like a lot of acute angles, right? The camera was always turned during the scary moments, and it was quite annoying. Uh. <laughs> Since Ryan brought up his Prairie of the Dark, uh, the one that I watched in the first two seasons this last week to prepare for the show was one of my favorite uh, episodes uh, was uh, The Tale of the Prom Queen. And that one was um, the story was in the 50s. uh, A girl was supposed to meet a boy at a cemetery to be picked up to go to the prom because you pick up every prom day from a cemetery. Uh, but he couldn't find her. So he got upset and he drove his car off a bridge and drowned. But the real story is he did not know that she got hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> so every year on prom night, the prom queen is there waiting for him to arrive. That's and cool. it was, it was just, it was just very fun, you know, you know, to go back to that episode. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it was just very cool to do that. Are You Afraid of the Dark was cool. The last thing I want to say about Are You Afraid of the Dark is we got more stuff to say about that show in later times. But um, I don't remember the year or how old I was, but there was a big thing on Are You Afraid of the Dark where they did specials. And there was a special where it was, Braden, you would, you would laugh because I know you love the movie. It was literally a ripoff of The Fog. Okay. Like if lawyers would see this, they would sue. The phrase <laughs> "afraid of the dark," so it was a it was a two night special. It aired on a Friday night and a Saturday night. It was part one and two, and it was all about this old man who stumbled upon a um, a ship in the ocean, well, in, in the lake or an ocean, or whatever, and he stole their gold, and okay. every night. Uh, I'm sorry, Every annually on this one night, the ghost of that ship would come to get him, to kill him. So he had to stay awake that night. He, he could not fall asleep, because if you fall asleep, then the ghost will get you.
0: Oh, okay. And, so almost kind of like a nod to Nightmare on Elm Street, too, in a sense.
1: And also, of course, the ghost came from fog, and there were ghost pirates. And Oh, really? Um, all the- <laughs> All they wanted was their booty.
2: He <laughs> got, got to have that booty.
1: Yeah. Do you guys remember any of these kind of like special events with Snick at all? Or
2: I remember when they started doing uh, TV movies based on their shows. I remember they had uh, Keenan and Kel, and they had an Are You Afraid of the Darken movie? Um, I think that might be. Hey they Arnold. Had a, they had a yeah. Hey Arnold. They had a cousin Skeeter movie. Shelby Woo had her own movie. Yeah. Wow. Wow! All Grown Up started as a movie.
1: What's All Grown Up? You guys have said that three times now. What's All Grown Up?
2: Uh, it's the Rugrats. They're all other teenagers. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? You didn't know even, this? Like, the first is this season. Is even good? The first what? season, the, the made-for-TV movie that started, I, I really, when I was a kid, I really liked it. Um, And I remember is the it, first season being pretty good.
1: Is it good? Is it? I mean, really? They're I mean, all, maybe uh, for... Are, are they teenagers, or are they, like, in, like... They're in, like, Are they like in junior high.
2: They're in middle school. I would say probably, like, 12, 11, 12 or 13. Yeah.
1: Really? It's, it's called Rugrats All Grown Up or just All Grown Up? All Grown it's Up. Really. Just All
2: Grown Up. The TV movie's called Rugrats All... I think it's called Rugrats All Growed, growed Up, but I think the TV series is All Grown Up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really? that was... Uh, no, okay. that, that actually was one, I think... That was part of the end of the SNCC era, I think, because I'm, I'm th- it's got to be, like... I want to say '03 or '04. That's probably when the SNICK era ended. But I, I do believe All Grown Up was part of the lineup, actually, for a little bit.
1: Yeah, because like the, the 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 only thing that I remember, I was I was I was getting older at this point, boys. But it was like in the late '90s, and I remember loving the show Doug. And this has nothing to do with SNICK, but since you guys Doug. brought it up, Doug's absolutely wonderful. But then Doug was a Nickelodeon show. But then on Saturday mornings on ABC, like Saturday morning cartoons.
0: Oh, one Saturday uh,
1: morning. Yeah, one Uh, Saturday morning. Yep. Right. That was God. That was awesome. Uh, They did. uh, They had a. They had a Doug show where they're in uh, high school.
2: Yeah, Disney's Doug. I didn't like Disney's Doug.
1: Yeah, and she was like, and and uh, high school was called BB Bluff High School. Which didn't make any sense because I thought Doug was in high school in Nickelodeon, but no, he was all, not. they're
2: usually all middle schoolers in the Nicktoons.
1: Okay. so they want us to
2: relate to him because it's targeted towards adolescents. so they want them to, you know,
1: connect and all that jazz. There's a few more shows I want to talk about with Snick. I want to talk about Ren and Stimpy more uh, because Brandon brought that up. And, uh, of course, <laughs> we all we all know, do not whiz on the electric fence. Uh <laughs>
0: Do
1: but not on your un- Um <laughs> I don't know if this is universal, but probably the best episode ever, guys, would be Space Madness.
0: Yeah, that I mean, was. Uh, are
2: we talking Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, Ren yeah. and Stimpy. Yeah. Because all right, so that was like the one thing my mom would not let us watch when we were kids. See, and, that's what
0: I'm saying earlier. Like, it, it's, it sticks out like a sore thumb amongst all these other shows.
2: And I don't, I never got into Ren and Stimpy. I never really watched any of it. I watched the, the, the adult comedy hour on Spike. That doesn't I, count. I watched one episode of it, and I was like, oh, okay. No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that, So that, if that's you not, guys like,
2: like if you guys talk about Ren and Snippy, I know some things. I know uh there was that superhero that was a piece of bread and the powdered, happy
1: ha- powdered toast man.
2: <laughs> powdered toast man, and I know happy, happy joy, joy. But outside of that, I, I, I don't know anything about Ren and Snippy.
1: Well, Space Madness was a big episode for Brother Brandon and I growing up. That was the main show, that was the main episode that we brother Brandon and I, I I remember Brother Brandon and I really loving that episode. So this episode, uh, the very short synopsis of it is that, you know, in every episode of Ren and Stimpy, they're off doing some adventure. It doesn't make any sense. There's no continuity. But in this episode, Ren and Stimpy are astronauts. And there is a thing called Space Madness where, you know, you go mad in space. Don't they do that in uh,
2: um, Armageddon? Isn't that a plot plot in Armageddon?
1: Yes, which the they took from everywhere. Ren and- why
2: did I not? Why did I not watch it as a kid? I don't know.
1: <laughs> but what? What I remember killed brother Brandon and I was Ren, who is the Chihuahua dog. He goes nuts with space madness, and he's obsessed with his uh, ice cream chocolate bar. And he thinks it's an ice cream chocolate bar, but it's actually a bar of soap. And that's all he cares about is this ice cream chocolate bar. He talks to it. He plays with it. He pets it. He takes a bath with it. And he eats it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, guys, these are episodes that makes me feel uncomfortable. They're so crazy. Well, they would do this uh, long before Spongebob
0: was doing it. They were doing it first where it was uh, just those extreme, highly detailed close-ups. And, you know, like, uh, I can remember one where I think, I believe it was Ren who loses all of his teeth and he's got, like, the nerve endings sticking out of his gums. And there's a really extreme close-up where he yanks out a nerve ending. And you're just like, oh, my God, (laughs) I, I loved it. But at the same time, it's just how it's so detailed and it, the animation is so vibrant that when he yanks out that nerve ending, you feel it like you, you, I can remember still like the skin crawling.
1: It was it was very graphic. It was it was just crazy. And then not only do you not whiz on the electric fence, you play with everybody's favorite toy. It's log. log. <laughs> oh, I remember
2: that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just,
1: it's just a fucking log. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, the most ironic show would be Pete and Pete, right? I mean, that show is clearly grunge, Morris Morissette era. Oh, yeah, that's very... early
2: 90s. That is, that is early 90s, uh, especially with the, the editing and the, the, the intro to it. That's what you saw everywhere in the 90s. I know,
1: right? I mean, like... Did you guys actually really like Pete and Pete, or was that just something that you got into later? I mean because I remember Pete and Pete was kind of a hard thing to come by when I was when I was growing up because I got into Snick a little bit later
0: right um i I mean starting off once I once they started airing for a little bit more of the reruns before that, I only really knew Pete and Pete through the shorts. They would have little shorts in between. You know, like one show would end and there they would have a quick little short block. And then before the next show started, Um, I can remember those more than anything. But then once they started doing reruns, uh, like, of course, one they showed all the time, especially during Halloween, was the Valentine's Day Massacre, which made no sense sometimes. But I think it's because it was, you know, it had massacre in the title. It would just be shown.
1: But I can remember
0: that one being played all the time.
1: I always remembered from Pete and Pete, uh, the uh, woodshop teacher always had a claw because he had a missing arm. Missing hand. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, see, there's not much I can remember. There's, uh, I think there's an episode called The Nightcrawlers. I remember something about – it revolves around this whole conspiracy. There's a conspiracy um, about staying up past 11 at bedtime
1: <laughs> or yeah. something like that. I can't remember. That, you cannot stay up past 11. That's not a good idea.
0: Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> um, Halloweeny was another one that
0: I, I can remember quite a bit. Uh, there's something to do with a little Viking. Uh, there's, like, there's, there's fragments. There's yeah. fragments I can remember. I can um, only but, remember.
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you can go ahead. Uh, I can only remember. I remember two things from Pete and Pete. Uh, the episode where the garbage men go on strike. Yep. And then something about a payphone and some... I think a dude's cheating on his wife or something? Like, li- uh, like Little Pete keeps answering the payphone?
0: Yeah, I see. None of that is really... None of that is really, like, ringing a bell. The I think... Yeah, I don't know about this one. This one, Jordan, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm actually gonna have to, like, go back and try to watch some of these. Because it's no, a
1: that's
0: lot fine, of... fine, yeah. I mean, because, I can only there there is one I kind of remember only because it it's pretty much a, a start parody of Stand by me and it's um I don't remember the title of it, but I do remember it's it's literally a parody it's the p- parody of stand by me and it's something to do with a lucky penny and it runs out of luck one day and it's uh something about having to go and make sure it gets recharged I think so it's like their journey like stand by me to go try and recharge it <laughs> yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't know uh, yeah. I mean, like, Pete and Pete was something that I guess I was just too young to get. Uh, but a show that I did not get too young to get going into the mid-area of SNCC, which Brother Brandon and I were talking about earlier tonight, uh, Kablam.
0: Oh, my God, Kablam.
1: And oh. uh, my favorite segment of Kablam was Action League Now.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Best friend Ryan, do you remember Comblam? Do you remember Action League Now at all?
2: Yeah, no, I remember I Comblam. Remember uh, I was never a fan of it. Um, I do remember like you guys mentioned earlier uh, Prometheus and Bob Tate, I remember Action League Now. Uh, I, think, I think the only part of Action League Now that I liked was that, that every episode that one character melted. Like his face melted.
1: Well, yeah, because oh, yeah. he's Meltman. Um, yeah,
2: Meltman. Yeah. yeah. I I remember that. I always enjoyed that. But like overall, I don't know. I just didn't. I never really got into Kablam.
0: I liked the the flesh was my favorite, only because he was naked,
1: (laughs) and And it inspired
0: me to to be naked more.
1: Right, and I always I always talked about Brother Brandon tonight about how and then every episode they always got hit by a car. Yeah, and there would be pieces of toys everywhere. (laughs) That That was that was crazy. Uh, was Hey Arnold ever a part of Snick? Uh... I think
2: we should have an episode where we talk about Nicktoons because I think that because yeah, Nick... that that would yeah. cover Doug, Hey Arnold, Catdog, Rugrats, SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, like a whole slew of them.
1: I don't know anything about Fairly Odd Parents. I st- how, how about this? I stopped watching Nickelodeon and Snick when uh, the wild thornberries started, I was too old at that point Wow, really I don't know what was that ninety nine two thousand um I was I was I was too old the last two shows that I remember watching and I don't know if this goes with snick or not but the last two shows that I watched religiously uh, before I was quote unquote too old was rocket power mm, okay which is a classic and then ah real monsters those are two yeah,
2: different, yeah. those are two different eras of the Nicktoons
1: yeah I mean I mean they are two different eras but those are the last two shows I remember because I remember later on when brother Brandon started to get uh, you know because <coughs> brother Brandon's three years younger than me he was watching Invader Zim yeah and then Spongebob and shit and that stuff never never really appealed to me because I was I was in junior high school I was too old
0: Oh man, I fucking love Invader Zim so much. And I, you know, I think um, that to, to go off what you said about Fairly Odd Parents, I think I think they all came out around the same time because SpongeBob was '99, right? I think it
2: was yep, 98. But he's still
0: '98.
2: Ah, close so, enough.
0: So I think I want to say Fairly Odd Parents was it had to have been maybe if anything 2000 2001 had to be around because I, that's when Invader Zim I think was '01.
1: Nice. So before we close out the show, I wanted to talk about some of the fun stuff with uh, with uh, Nick. Some of the games they had, and I did bring up the Nick or Treat. But there was one thing that I brought up to uh, best friend Ryan last week, and he thought it was pretty cool. Brandon, do you remember Smellovision with Nick?
0: I remember it. I was never able to
1: participate in it. So what Smellovision is to the fans is that you went to a gas station, and you parents and your parents bought you literally a scratch-off lottery ticket, essentially. And it was for SNCC only. And then where, like, the dollar sign would be to scratch off would be the face of the character of a show. So if you were watching Ren and Stimpy, and mm-hmm. and the image on the card was Ren and Stimpy, and it said on the show, on SNICK, you need to scratch your ticket... This is when Stimpy is eating his litter box. You would scratch it off and you would smell shit. You know, like you I mean like I mean like you would be actually a part of the show with smelling.
0: <laughs> that was I, a
1: big deal. Why doesn't TV
0: bring that back?
1: Because Nickelodeon was amazing in the 90s and it will never be like that again. Nothing will ever be. You know, like I I I want
0: to I want to smell SpongeBob's burp. Like I'm just curious to know what it smells like, and they need to right. bring that back.
1: Well, like because because I like because I was telling best friend Ryan uh, one of the things for Artie for the Dark was when the show started, uh, you scratched off the ticket and it smelled like a bonfire. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? So you were there, you know, for Hey Arnold. You scratched it off and it smelled like dirty trash. The <laughs> it <smelled> city, like <laughs> you know, dirty stereotypical city, you know, <laughs> like. Scratch it here to smell tree. a smell a bum. Yes. Smell this bum. Hey, <laughs> you want to smell Stoop Kids A uh, uh, Stoop Kids' feet, scratch it here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, that was always fun. And that's um, why I think Snake yeah. was always good. Was just because it got kids involved. Now
0: there were there were other shows we didn't touch on. I I remember the titles to them, but um, well one I remember the titles to both. One I remember a lot because of the books. One, I just remember the title but never really watched the show. And i I always remember The Secret World of Alex Mack as being yes. one. I never really – I never got around to watching that show. The other one, I don't think it lasted long, but I believe Animorphs was on there at one point too. But yeah. I only um, – I didn't remember – I don't really remember the show as I remember more of the books.
1: I don't remember anything about Animorphs, the show. I remember the books, but Secret World of Alex Mack, we can talk about that for a second. That is a rip-off of Toxic Avenger for a kid version. Really? Oh, yeah. The first episode is she's a normal girl, and she's walking home from school, and a a pickup truck carrying barrels of toxic waste through (laughs) suburban America uh, hits a rock or something, and a barrel literally falls on her, dumping toxic waste all over her.
0: Nice. She doesn't change
1: uh, on the outside. Oh, her, of her
0: physical appearance never changes.
1: Physical appearance stays the same, but she can move things with her mind. Oh, some telekinesis. Can't she,
2: can't she turn into, like, a puddle of something? And like
1: she, she turned into a very, very pre-abyss-looking <laughs> puddle. <laughs> Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I thought she sneaks
2: into places, and there's like this whole government conspiracy thing that's overarching the whole show. Like her dad is a scientist, and he gets like at some point he gets kidnapped or something like that. That's cool. Yeah, see, that's
0: that's a title I always remember being hurled around at at school. But I, for some reason, I just never. I don't think I was ever able to get around to it. Or by time I started really watching, I think it was off of the block by then.
1: Well, you know what. It was kind of like Harriet the Spy. Remember Nickelodeon's Harriet the Spy?
2: Yeah, yeah, the movie. It was uh, like
1: it? Yeah. that, but she had, but but you know, but she was Carrie. Gotcha. And then, like of course, best friend Ryan's right. You know, she would like be able to morph into this silver ooze that anybody could see—a giant puddle, of silver ooze coming at them. Right. And she would yeah. sneak in to try to figure out what's going on. But yeah, I mean, that was what it was, and 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 I think like her best friend. Knew that she had the powers, but nobody else did.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, like I said, by time by time I was really, really getting into Snick. It was the blocks were filled up more with cartoons because I mean that's when I that's when I really found out about Cat Dog and the Angry Beavers as well. And I remember they were always part of that lineup. had oh, yeah. oh my God,
1: I don't like Cat Dog. Um, the very <laughs> last thing I want to talk about, and this leads into Snick. But, uh, you
2: guys don't want to talk about I, Cousin Skeeter? That was the one show I, I was, was going to talk. I was wanting to talk about. You're
1: not, you're not I never. About it.
0: I don't remember a single episode. But I knew, was
1: Cousin Skeeter, the African American family show. Uh, it was African American, but it wasn't about
2: like it wasn't really about the family.
1: There was a show. Okay, okay. There was a show with a black family.
2: Uh, I think in Atlanta, but I don't. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it's not. It's not Cousin Skeeter. So okay. I didn't. I wasn't ever a huge fan of Cousin Skeeter. I just thought it was like a great premise. So this cousin, named Skeeter, he moved in. I do believe it's. I do believe it's inner city, New York City. But I'm not 100 percent sure because it's a kids show, so they can't really like show that stuff. Um, <laughs> but like he moves in with his cousin, played by uh, oh, fuck. it's like Robert Richard or something like that. I always remember. Him. He had a, his name was Robert Richard, but it was like fancier. And okay. Uh, so, Robert Richards, a normal teenage kid, going through his drama and all this stuff, and his cousin Skeeter is a puppet. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. But no, okay.
2: like nobody ever mentions the fact that he's a puppet. Like he's treated like a real person.
0: Oh, Robert. Oh, I know who. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, he's in um, shit. He's in the House of Wax remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: Yeah, and I always thought it was fascinating. Nobody ever mentioned he was a puppet. Like, I can remember being like <laughs> 11 or 12 thinking, like, that's a puppet. But he's, you know, gotcha. on my screen, like, that's, this is this is pretty cool. And I remember there's an episode, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I remember this one episode where he has this girl from where the, uh, he had a girlfriend back home, and she comes to visit because they broke up when he moved, but she wants, she thinks like he's the love of her life. Now they're, they're like 14, 15 year old kids. And so I remember. This is the first time I'd ever heard the phrase uh, "sparks fly." Nice. I don't know why it, I don't know why it sticks with me. Like this is one of those things that you can't really like you don't really understand why you remember it. But I remember right. that episode because like when they kissed, sparks flew, and I remember and, and I thought it was great that the whole joke that the episode leads to one joke and building up this one joke, and the joke is. uh... She shows a picture of their first kiss, and she says she remembers Sparks flying, and she remembers Sparks flying because it was
1: the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's clever. That's funny. I like that.
0: Now, I don't... Re- I, to be uh, I'm honest, Ryan, I don't remember that show at all. Like, nothing rings a bell.
1: I, I don't remember the show, but I do remember... Well, I mean, I, I guess I do, but... I, I remember there was a there was there was Nickelodeon show where it was a puppet and nobody realized what it was a puppet and then I just said to myself oh so this is the kid version of Alf okay this you is also I mean?
2: in like two thousand two two thousand three so you right. would have yeah. been you would have been you know post puberty I was
1: two thousand two I was I was sixteen years old so I I probably didn't even pay attention I would probably think you were post
2: puberty by that point
1: <laughs> no. No, I'm 30 years old. I just wiped my own ass like two days ago. It was amazing.
2: Well, like that's not puberty. That's like a maturity thing. <laughs> oh, um,
1: guess, we, we are
2: for we
0: are uh, we are missing one more thing that happened on Snake, and this was this was early 2000s. So this is where I I can always remember these parts. It was called, um, uh, shit, and now I can't remember what it's called. Something with daring. Like there was dare segment. You remember that?
2: Oh, like the uh, live all, would... all that cast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like every. There was these segments where, um, like the one I can always remember is something to do with toenails eating a lot of toenails.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, so it was like your version of Fear Factor. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, like uh, eat this disgusting thing. Do do this disgusting thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can, I I just, again, there's like a couple of things I can remember on that. Um, God damn, I wish I knew, I wish I had better memory on this
1: shit. Well, that's okay. Because the one thing I think we all have memory on, hopefully, this is the last time I want to talk about. Because once a year, it was a big ordeal. For me, I don't know about you guys, but after SNCC on Saturday night, once a year, you had the Kids' Choice Awards.
0: Oh, uh, that still goes on, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, it still goes on, and the award was, um, a orange blimp. Oh, yeah, have,
2: yeah. I do believe.
1: And they would have celebrities come on, and they would get slimed. The reason yeah. I'm bringing this up is because uh, Kiss Choices Awards is when I got introduced to the band Aerosmith. So, <laughs> but they were performed, and it was it was great because I will always I will never forget this. Uh, this is when I discovered that I was too old. Um, it was 1999-2000, and it was the 99-2000 Kids' Choice Awards. And I was excited, and I was, and I, and I couldn't wait. Rosie O'Donnell was always the host for some damn reason. And they said at the end of the Kids' Choice Awards at midnight, we're going to premiere our new show. And they kept it hidden. Like, you didn't know what the show was. And the show premiered at midnight, and it was Cat Dog. And that's that's the moment when I turned.
0: <laughs> cat Dog turned you? <laughs>
1: yes. Cat I Dog turned I, me.
0: Okay, okay, Nickelodeon. You've gone too far, okay? You've combined a cat and a dog, and they. Uh, how'd they poop? How did they poop, Nickelodeon? <laughs> it wasn't a poop. I'm done, thing. I'm done Nickelodeon.
1: I just thought it was a bad show, um, <laughs> and God bless On Demand. Uh, I have it here with our local cable provider, so I could see some of these old shows, and I watched an episode of Cat CatDog uh, last night just to kind of prepare for this, and I'm just like, wow, no wonder why I hated the show. This is terrible. It's it not was just, that it was, bad. Dude, we can save it. it was We can bad. save it
2: for the Nicktoons episode I just demanded that we,
1: we have. Fine, we'll demand it for that. But Snick is yeah, ultimately you, you, better. You
0: can tear it a new asshole then, Jordan. I guess I can.
1: But ultimately, Snick was something that was fun. And I really wish since they just revived TRL and since Viocom is owned by MTV and also Nickelodeon that they need to, re-br- they need to bring back Snick. It was great for kids then. It'll be great for kids now. Because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have a whole episode talking about it. Right? Snick is sure. amazing. <laughs> So, thank you, everybody, so much for downloading our episode here for Snick. Uh, you can check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can search for us at movieguyspodcast.com on iTunes. Type in movie Guys podcast, you will see the shows called Podcast Presents, and also on Twitter under the hashtag of movieguyspodcast and podcast. But uh, we'll be back next week for another fun, awesome. Awesome episode going back down memory lane But this is Jordan Along with brother Brandon and best friend Ryan You guys have a good night
0: Yeah, have a good night, night everyone
1: everybody.
0: Or is there Tune for another tale of Are you afraid of the dark Tomorrow at 7.36.30 central on Nickelodeon Because the real terror Never begins until night falls
1: Snick is over Snake will be back in just 166 hours and counting. See you next week on Snake.